it's the second half of 2023 and this is when some people are gearing up to have their surgery in the December holidays. I thought it would be a great opportunity to go through tips and tricks to survive the pre-operative diet, the fluid diet, the puree diet, the soft food diet and beyond. If you have a friend or family that's having surgery soon, you might want to forward this episode to them. Having said that, let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. The preoperative diet might have felt like worlds away or a long, long time ago for you if you've had your surgery years ago. Try to think back and think how you struggled a little bit with changing your diet and how you did struggle with that preoperative first three days where it actually is where your body is switching from the glucose burning stage to burning the fat burning stages, which we need to actually shrink the liver in order to prepare for our surgery. Those days were daunting, I'm sure, and they did feel like those weeks went forever. So in the next upcoming episodes, as inspired by one of my lovely listeners, we are going to go through tips and tricks to survive each one of those fortnights. Most people on the pre-operative diet do it for at least two weeks. Most people I see only need to do it for two weeks. And it's a great time to really develop and build on habits that you will need to hone in on after the surgery. Most dietitians use some sort of variation of two to three meal replacement products per day and or a cooked meal at nighttime of 120 grams of meat and two to three cups of low starch vegetables and oil. Obviously, this needs individual advice as everyone's protein and energy requirements are different, but that's usually the baseline diet. So most people, if not everyone, are using meal replacement shakes or bars or soups in some form. These products may not be right for everyone, particularly as they are always quite sweet and they're always tended to someone who prefers a sweet palate. There are some tips that I have for our savory friends as well. And I'll go through some ways to make the shakes more interesting before we get into tips and tricks on how to change the tastes and flavors of the meal replacement products. Before starting the preoperative diet, take a minute to really think about what are your goals for the surgery? I did a great episode of goals and setting habits earlier on in the piece. So check the podcast player for that episode. However, it's good to realize what are your goals prior to having the surgery so is it for health reasons is it for your grandchildren is it to be there more for your children and to be more active and physically active with them or are you doing it for yourself to preserve your health and reduce your risk of having a poor quality of life as you get older it is good to write down your goals and your health related outcomes that you're looking for after the surgery particularly so that you can revisit them as we mentioned in the non-scale victory episode It is good to not have specific weight-related goals because you can't always control that outcome and you would be setting yourself up for disappointment if you didn't get to quote-unquote 60 kilos or 70 kilos or 80 kilos. Your body might not be ready for that. So set up yourself with some good intentions and have a good goal in mind as to why you're doing this in the first place. 
The second tip I would say is to make sure you're organized. So have all the meal replacement products that you need at home ready to go. It may also be helpful to write out a little meal plan or some sort of ideas of the different recipes you're going to cook if you're eating a low carb meal at night, just so you're not confused and unsure about what to eat. You've actually got it written down ready to go and make sure you're drinking enough water. So employ different strategies to increase your fluid intake. You might need to buy yourself a bigger water bottle, set reminders on your phone, create strategies to change the taste of water. So you can use Diet Cordial, you can use the tea herbal infusions, the one with zero calories and carbohydrates, or even just adding lemon or lime juice into your water just to make it that little bit interesting and more appealing to drink. At this time preoperatively, usually I suggest you to come off the carbonated drinks as you won't be able to have that after the surgery. But if you do need something bubbly, soda or mineral water is typically okay. I would also suggest you think about the post-operative period. So making sure you're starting to get some soups ready and get organized for that as well. While you're doing this two-week diet, it's all well and good to be really organized for the pre-op diet. But after the surgery, you also want to have a plan and some soups made up, which I can talk about in the next episode, but to have it all ready to go so that you can focus on recovery. In terms of the shakes and making them taste a little bit more interesting, you have the milkshakes that they typically come in a powdered form and then you need to add some type of water to make them taste palatable. Use ice cold water when you're making these milkshakes. Not only do they taste nicer, but the extra ice that you add to that ice cold water can make it more of a slushy milkshakey consistency. I've also read that you can make it into a slushy by dissolving the meal replacement shake in just a touch of water and adding heaps of ice cubes and then chucking that in the blender so it becomes a nice icy slushy consistency. I've seen patients also make the meal replacement shakes into and the meal replacement desserts into a bit of a ice cream type texture or a sorbet type texture by popping that in the freezer for about 30 minutes. In terms of the desserts, I've also seen people put diet jelly on top of the chocolate or lemon cream desserts made by the meal replacement company OptiFast, or they've put diet chocolate topping or diet strawberry topping on top just to make it a little bit different and interesting. Another patient has also put together some mint essence into the OptiFast dessert to sort of make it like a mint chocolate cream dessert. You could also employ these flavor essences in the milkshakes as well. You could add orange to the chocolate flavor of the meal replacement shake, and that would make it like a Jaffa taste. Or you could do Turkish Delight by adding rose water. You could add a shot of coffee into the chocolate shakes and make that into a type of a mocha. Uh, or you could do iced coffee by actually making a shot of coffee and putting it in the coffee flavor. And apparently that enhances the coffee and gives you that buzz that you really need to in the morning. Some people have also put like a hazelnut essence or a strawberry essence into the chocolate flavor to mimic, you know, a strawberry chocolate or a Nutella type flavor. There really are lots of things you can do with the meal replacement shakes. Uh, in summer, I've also had someone actually put them in the ice block molds. And that was a pretty neat idea because it was really hot that particular summer. So they just had an ice block for breakfast, but that was their meal replacement. So you really can get quite creative with the flavor essences and the different flavor combinations you can try. In terms of the soups, you can actually have quite a wide variety of tastes that would support, you know, giving it a bit more variety. So you could add some of the low starch vegetables into the soups to bulk it out a little bit more. You might also like to add in some soy sauce or some Tabasco or some chili chopped up to sort of give it a bit more flavor and hit and intensity, which is what we look for after our food. 
The OptiFast bars are also great as well because they are sort of more solid and you might prefer to eat them for lunch as and chop them up into really small pieces. So it makes you feel like you're eating quite a substantial portion of food and that also can help you eat slowly. So remember after the surgery, you really want to chop up your food to the size of a $2 coin, chew your food for 20 times, wait 20 seconds between mouthfuls and really try to make sure that those meal times last about 30 minutes to really practice those eating habits for after the surgery. I would also encourage making sure that you are keeping food and fluids 30 minutes either side of your meals. While you're on the preoperative diet, start eating like you would be eating post-surgery. So not eating and drinking at the same time. Stop drinking 30 minutes before your meal and then start drinking again 30 minutes after your meal. So really starting to develop that eating slowly, mindful behavior and not mixing food and fluids with water will help you make sure that you've instilled some of these habits prior to having the surgery. So you're better prepared once you have the surgery. The final thing that I'll leave you with today is to make sure that you are organized for the post-operative period and to check your paperwork to make sure that you are aware of when you need to stop eating and drinking prior to your actual surgery date. One slip up earlier on in the piece of the preoperative diet can be resolved, but try not to do any last meal benders before the date of the surgery because all your hard work on the preoperative diet will be ruined and it might risk you actually having the surgery in the first place if the surgeon cannot see the stomach or intestines effectively. So the preoperative diet is there for a reason, not to torture you. It's there to prepare the body for the surgery by shrinking the liver. Keep this in mind when you find it really difficult. I really hope this has helped someone today to get through that preoperative diet. And if you found it helpful, could you please share it with someone else who's having the surgery so that they are too well equipped to have their surgery? Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.